Hi, this is Richard Jenkins with Black Creek Investment Management. During these turbulent times, I wanted to just give you an update on what we're doing in the portfolio, how our companies are actually performing, and indeed a little bit of an outlook on what's happening in the markets around the world. Over the past six months, we've visited or talked with directly almost two thirds of the companies in our portfolio, either in Toronto or around the world in company visits. At that point in time, our companies are doing better than our own internal estimates for revenues, profits, and cash flows. That said, many of them have increased prices to make up for the increased in input costs, both of either labor or raw materials. We suspect over the next 12 months, we will see volume effects from some of these price increases. As you know, not every consumer can take 8, 9, 10% price increases without changing their purchasing habits. Same thing for many companies. Some people will just have to adjust what they buy, and that's certainly going to hit volumes in the next 12 months. I did want to comment a little bit on what we've doing, been doing in the portfolio. We sold one company because of a merger takeover, a company called Boscalis in the Netherlands, which was a leader in offshore wind installations and dredging to overcome the rising seas due to climate change. We've also sold GlaxoSmithKline as they've split the company into two and the share price had done quite well and we found better alternatives elsewhere. What have we added recently? We added RS Group, which is a British company leading in parts of the Europe, the UK and the United States in electronic components for, components for automation. We've added Worldline, which is a French company, a leader in processing digital transactions, either at the terminal level, in stores or online. And we've added other companies around the world into the portfolio such as Nice Systems, an Israeli company which is a leader in digital customer service experience software. This is used by many corporations to help people interact through omni-channel. For instance, digital online, digital help bots, or actually uh, call centers or voice contacts. So we've been quite busy and we continue to think we'll be quite busy going forward. As I've said, many of our companies are doing quite well relative to expectations in a period of high inflation, war, and in fact now rising interest rates. Our companies are paying dividends, buying back shares, and they're all investing for growth. That said, we think the overall outlook for growth in volumes over the next decade will be quite weak. It's going to get very, very difficult to find real growth. Why is this? Firstly, demographics are leading to an aging population and a low level of new births. Ultimately, that'll lead to a stagnating population. So growth is going to have to come from innovation or increased trade, therefore an increased efficiency around the world. And as you know, that creates winners and losers. That also means that the prospect for increased global trade right now doesn't look very good. We've got many people going to have some sort of fight over volumes. We've also got a war going on in Europe and we've got a battle of ideologies going on between the US, Europe, and in fact, China and Russia. How will this play out? Frankly, we don't really know. Will this lead to stagnation or stagflation? Perhaps, or perhaps we will see some clearing over the next 12 to 24 months and leaders around the world will realize that their citizens are suffering dearly for their policies. I cannot tell you what will happen. What I can tell you is what we control. We control what we pay for companies, where we buy them, 
what price we sell them at, and ultimately we have to choose the better ones with higher returns. I do want to give you some insight into our current portfolio. Our portfolio is companies whose revenues are spread throughout the world. This somewhat mitigates risk, but it also assures you that if there's a problem somewhere in the world, we're going to have some exposure to it. These companies are leaders in what they do. They're gaining market share versus their competitors, meaning the products and services they produce are very effective. And lastly, they're at very inexpensive valuations right now, according to our judgment. We're seeing valuations that are very similar to those we saw during the global financial crisis. We're not far off the bottom, so to speak, if you compare it to that point in time. Could prices go lower? Potentially, we really don't know. But we certainly know that we're at levels where investors have capitulated. They're really not that interested in investing in Europe or in Asia at this point in time. Now, I do unfortunately need to make a few comments about what's going on at the macro level. As you know, our expertise is in selecting companies, but we cannot be oblivious to what's happening at the larger, in the larger picture. We're obviously expecting a very difficult winter in Europe, notably on the energy side. And companies have already cut their purchases and cut their consumption of natural gas and oil significantly. So Europe will get through this winter, but it's going to be very difficult with some shortages and potentially some cutback or shutdown of industries for one to two months. As I said, we might see some closures, but that shouldn't be alarming. We saw closures of industries for four or five or six months in the pandemic. So we know we can get through this. In Asia, we continue to see pandemic-like conditions causing China to keep their domestic economy closed. We suspect this will open up significantly in November, post the party Congress and the reemployment or the reconfirmation of Chairman Xi. Now, what parts of the world are actually doing fairly well? There's some parts of the world that are benefiting enormously. Those who provide energy naturally are doing quite well. Those who produce food are doing quite well. And also there's a shift in manufacturing to South Asia, Bangladesh, Vietnam, Malaysia, Thailand, and indeed the big shift, which is to India. We're seeing massive capital investments in these countries by multinational companies, both to serve those domestic markets, but also for export. Finally, I think we're seeing some significant opportunities in the financial space. So long as we do not have a massive write down of asset values, then we'll likely see strong performance on the back of interest rates. Going forward, we've been going through a period of 13 years of substantially below average long-term interest rates. That will turn out ultimately to be a good thing for the insurance sector and indeed for some banking sectors to see rates finally rise to a more normalized level. Now, if you put all this together, we can see light on the end of the horizon. A year ago, we were pretty pessimistic on the outlook and now we're getting more bullish. This is caused by lower prices, but also we can start to see how the world trade patterns are going to finally shake out. On current estimates, according to Bloomberg, our portfolio is on about 15 times 2022 earnings, but only 10 and a half times 2023. We're getting a dividend yield between two and a half to 3% on 2022 estimates, and that is also rising. We'll see if it continues on that path. Now, normally we're seeing price earnings levels of 14 to 15 in international markets, 
and we're seeing dividend yields two to three. So we're already at attractive valuations, but these could get significantly better. I wanted to finish up with assurances to you that we continue to do our job at Black Creek. We've been through wars, trade fights, crashes in markets. We've seen almost everything over the past 35 to 40 years. But we do know that what comes out the other side of every downturn are companies with good balance sheets, investing for growth, taking market share, and providing their customers with superior services and, and products. If we can get those companies at significant discounts to what everyone else is paying in the market or to what you would pay in, in the long term, all the better. And we think this is one of those times. If you have any questions, of course, please contact your advisor. They can contact people at CI. And ultimately, we would be happy to answer any of those questions that you have. We remain at your disposal. Thank you very much for your loyalty to Black Creek. And here's to better looking times in the future. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns, net of fees and expenses, payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.